Looking forward to uh, Oklahoma this week. Tulsa, in fact, the second major of the year, the PGA Championship. And I'll tell you what, a lot of storylines to this one. But let me throw out a few just to start. 50-year-old Phil Mickelson makes history last year by winning the PGA Championship. Withdraws from this tournament, will not play, to play in instead in some startup league in London the first week or second week of June that's mired in controversy and this is supposed to grow the game it's unbelievable when you say that out loud that's one thing I want to talk about second thing everybody on social media whining about $18 beers have you ever been to a stadium event of any kind whether it's a pro sports game or a or a concert i was at the hell omega tour with weezer and green day this year paying 20 bucks a can for a 16 ounce line in google you go to to watch the pittsburgh pirates the worst professional sports franchise on the planet <laughs> and those people are paying 16 dollars for a 24 ounce Mike's hard lemonade or a budweiser so just spare me these golf fans 18 bucks a beer that's a bargain if you live in pittsburgh in the northeast and by the way, if you're a Pirates fan, you've got to be an alcoholic. That's why they can charge that at, at uh, PNC Park. The worst team in professional sports franchise history. There's no doubt about it, Bones DK, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. I, I went to the home opener with McNeil, Pod Odds, and uh, I don't remember. I the feel bad actually anything, saying uh, that now that McNeil is one of our <laughs> listeners because I know he's a big Buccos fan. But Jesus, man, they're bad. Well, you know, they did win a baseball game without – registering a hit the other day how does that even happen that's the way that's the way the pittsburgh pirates make the news right is like winning without even a hit you know against the the cincinnati reds i mean both both horrible franchises i'd love to beat cincinnati though i hate that city so anyone out there i'm sorry if you are from cincinnati but the the sports teams the the city's not too bad but yeah that was great to beat the reds with zero hits it kind of felt good (laughs) god if you're a reds fan you're you have really got to be worried about your baseball team not only are they the worst team in baseball but they know hit the other team and lose by a run it's incredible wild man right well i have the reds in the 15 run board too so talk about salt on the wound but let me say this you guys know i'm a sales guy right you're familiar with supply and demand go to the game and don't drink good luck good luck that's why we're charging 20 bucks a can because guys like us can't stop yeah. I mean, 16 bucks or 18 bucks, you know, I was kind of confused what I was even seeing when they're like, can you believe this? And I was like, what? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, menu of beers, you know? And then I find out they're complaining yeah. about the price. Yeah, I'm like, I'm what like, am I looking at here? Yeah. It's just, you know, what's the big deal? I remember pulling out a $20 bill at a, at a Penguins game to buy one beer and it wasn't enough and they didn't accept cash. And I was like, well, my credit card's maxed out, so I can't buy beers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I ordered I a Red always Bull. always the beer, though. Right, two hundred for a ticket, thirteen fifty for nachos. I can't pay sixteen for a beer. Yeah, you can, and you 16 will. Sixteen bucks for parking. Yeah, you will. It never stops. <laughs> you will. You gotta be insane, quite frankly. I mean, you're not seeing it so much at golf courses yet. You gotta be insane to go to a stadium event, though. Right now, you know, unless you're ready to fight, unless you're like taping up your hands before you go, because. People are just getting KO'd in every part of the country right now, whether it's baseball, football, you know, shoot, Little League Baseball even. Wow, man, people are getting KO'd. Umpires, 
it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, if you're, if you're out there, you know, and I mean, look, we, we all remember being, being in our twenties and in college where it was, you know, rough housing was part of the deal as you were growing up as a man, but my gosh, some of these, some of these videos are just heinous. Scary. Nothing more sad than Phil Mickelson right now, Bones DK. I mean, the guy is not here to defend his championship because he's going to go hitch his wagon to Greg Norman. Yeah, I mean, man. The biggest loser in the history of golf. (laughs) People do anything for money, unfortunately. And uh, greed is showing here. I mean, I I, I think he's just trying to prove a point at this point. And his image is already ruined. Um, He looks like an idiot Let's just say this. This is this is an inference we can draw from Mickelson. If he is chasing the money, he must be one of the worst gamblers in the history of the universe. Worse than you, Bones DK. Worse than you, Wild Man. And that's saying something. You guys are off. <laughs> well, hey, look. If you're lo- if you're documented having lost forty million dollars gambling in a short period of time, you're documented not being able to pay your caddy his wages. You're documented with ties to Billy Walters, who's in the clink out in Vegas. You're documented to insider trading, uh, you know. And all of a sudden, right, Phil just came out of nowhere, right? The social media presence, the fireside with Phil, the the big game with the earpiece in with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and those guys. Like, it, it was a little head scratcher. Like, what is this guy doing right now? And That's maybe collapse. he is is out of dough, man. And when you got guys like Billy Walters being like, Hey Phil, I need that 10 million cash tomorrow cash. Even a guy like Phil can't get that kind of cash. Yeah. Well, not when you're losing 40 million bucks, you can't pick a game correctly or, or win a golf game. Or just dial down the bet a little bit, you know? <laughs> you know, don't yeah, bet dial one it million. back a little bit, man. Put a govern. Get the DraftKings govern going, you know? Yeah. So you can't bet anymore. Whatever, the max bet. <laughs> right. We know a couple people that have had to institute that, unfortunately, in, in our lifetimes. Let's get into the PGA Championship here, boys. Uh, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, wild man. They've got some, like, crazy, like, um, like green – on the greens, underneath the greens, they can heat them, they can cool them. So, like, how much are the greens going to be a factor here? What's the course like? Well, it's it's Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, because people like to say Tulsa. Uh, and uh, par 70, and it's it's a bear, man. It's 7,500-plus yards, uh, and that is extremely long for a par 70. So, uh, it's major championship golf. The greens are going to be fast. Uh They've cleared out a lot of trees, so in this sort of, uh, you know, flat areas, the winds can pick up. you got a couple par fives only. There's two of them that are both playing over 600 yards. you got a couple par threes playing as much as 250, uh, and you're going to have a lot of long irons in it, and it is major championship golf. So expect uh, long irons, a lot of scrambling. A lot of bunkers, a lot of water hazards, a lot of trees. I mean, you're going to need that combination of of uh, length and accuracy and stones over these five, six, seven, eight footers for par. Long irons, accuracy, scrambling ability. Jeez, I love Scotty Scheffler then at 11,400. The first guy off the board, Bones DK. John Rahm at 11-2. Justin Thomas, who has made 13 of 13 cuts this year. He's at 10-7. Morikawa, who's won the PGA, he's at 10-4. Rory, 
McElroy, one of my boys, sneaky at 10,000 this week. He's, you know, made a case last week when somebody asked him about his major drought. And he said, look, I'm still one of the best golfers in the world. Gave his resume, the tournaments he had won, the finishes he has had. You know, does that light the fire under Rory right now to maybe get another major at 10,000? Bones DK, what do you think about this top tier? Yeah, you know, I'm really liking this top tier. Also, if you want a better visual of what Wildman is talking about, check out the YouTube channel. Uh, I posted a course preview with B. Covey. We actually go through every single hole on PGA 2K21. It gives you a really good idea what they're talking about. There's a lot of water and a ton of sand. And around the greens, uh, there isn't really much rough. It's going to be a lot of putting or chipping, you know, with short fairways there. So check out the course preview. It's awesome. First try ever. Uh, check it out. Anyways, Scotty Scheffler, um, he won the Big 12 Conference title here at Texas uh, at, when he was playing for Texas. He shot a 64 in the practice round, and yet it was a practice round a little easier conditions. He is coming off the Masters win. You know, I know I like John John Rahm and his lag putting, and he's just coming off that little little mini Mexico Open win. I'm not looking too much into that Mexico Open win. That was a birdie fest, and you know, I, I think he shouldn't even have been in that tournament. If if it's Scotty versus John Rom here, I am I am going Scotty Scheffler. There is just no signs of slowing him down. He grew up somewhat near this course. Literally everything fits Scotty Scheffler here. And if you remember when we put that parlay bet in in the beginning of the season, twenty five dollars to win four point four million. I had Zalatoris to win the Masters. It didn't work out, but we had Scotty to win the PGA. We've been calling Scotty to win the PGA before he went on his major run, and I'm not backing down from that now. I know it's not that hard of a take, but I am spending up for Scotty Scheffler this week and not John Rahm. And then you go down to JT. JT's on his five-year anniversary from winning his first ever major. Um, you know, he's been staying with Jordan at this Jordan Speed that is, near this course. They've been practicing. I know Speed grew up playing this course, so... JT is someone I'm looking at, but I'm still full full go on Scotty in the top range. You have Morikawa here, and then you have Rory McIlroy, who is the best value, no doubt, in this 10K range. He is on an eight-year drought, uh, winning a major, playing his best golf that he's played in a long time. And let's go up here to his recent results. You can see it. Uh, second at the Masters, fifth at the Wells Fargo. He is hungry, and I love Rory's price this week. So in this tier, it is Scotty number one. Rory, number two. So, wild man, he went over every single guy in the top tier. What can you add? I mean, Morikawa, this is probably the easiest major to win. I think we could agree on that. None of them are easy to win, but but this one would be the easiest of the of the four. Morikawa's won. Why can't he do it again? Well, I think Morikawa can do it again. And when I think about, you know, the undulations out here, there's a lot of uh, undulations in the fairway. So you're going to have lies that are either above or below your feet. Same thing goes for the greens. Well, what kind of course does that sound like? It kind of sounds like Augusta, where he just came off the top five, and it also kind of sounds like uh, a traditional Open Championship, where Morikawa is a winner recently. So I think it all checks the boxes for Morikawa. You know, there's a lot of guys saying that driving distance matters more than anything, but you also have to be accurate here. There are a lot of trees that are going to get in your way and once you get in that rough and it chews it up a little bit, that creates a longer iron shot. So Morikawa is a guy I like uh, as a good, strong, accurate player off the tee. And, and I love him with a putter, too. I love him with a putter. Yeah. Like you I know, worry about Morikawa's lag putting, actually. I, you know, I think that's where his knock is. And, you know, you're going to need a lot around the green here, man, based off that well, course preview. It's, 
He just scares me a little bit there. With the, I have the something line. to add to that, okay? So so let's assume that there's a lot of long irons into greens. These are smaller than average greens as well, so they're going to be difficult to hold, which means your lag putting opportunities might be a little bit lower. Your scrambling opportunities are going to be higher. So when you're scrambling onto fast greens, you're going to provide yourself a lot of those five to eight footers. Well, eight footers is where the PGA Tour average drops below 50% make percentage. At eight feet. So when we're standing over five, six, seven, eight footers, 10 footers, even for par, we better pick these guys that have proven they can do it and can make these putts when they count, uh, because that's how you're going to win a major. That's why you always see the cream rising to the top. Morikawa was one of those guys with two wins in his pocket already. Uh, but right below him is my pick to win the event. It's Rory guys, distance and accuracy critical off the tee. 170-yard iron shot over 190 iron shot out of the fairway is critical in terms of percentages. We're picking Rory to win over here. Not a not an analyst by trade, but Wildman must have stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night because you <laughs> threw some good stuff out there. Rory, I believe, also playing with Tiger Woods and Spieth on those first two days. Am I right about that? Edge, you are right about that. Why does that matter? Well, remember that iconic walk uh, down the tour championship, uh, 72nd hole where the crowd rushes Tiger, right? Guess who was playing with Tiger? Rory. So Rory's felt it. Rory knows it. Rory's been a number one player in the world. Um, I look for that to be inspiration. That is a power trio. I believe teeing off in the morning, Thursday, teeing off in the afternoon on Friday. That'll be, that's that's going to get a lot of views, that threesome call right there. Work. We get it. If you're yeah. employed, call off work. Yeah, we get into the $9,000 tier. It's Hovland at 9.9. It's Smith at 9.7. It's Spieth, who we just talked about at 9.6. Wait a second. Let me let me rub my glasses off here. Dustin Johnson at 9.5. Whew, value. Shoffley, who, I don't know, guys. I just am a little disappointed lately in Shoffley. I don't know what it is about him. 9.3, although he did burn it up after that first 18 this past weekend. Matsuyama 9-2, Cantlay 9-1, Kapka 9. It just seems like Shoffley can't put it all together right now unless he's got Cantlay, you know, picking him up. Bones DK, who you like here? Yeah, you know, that's that's a great point. You know, listen, you got Victor Hovland here. He's been playing great. Um, I think he's a little too expensive. He's not actually getting much ownership, which makes me kind of want to look at him a little more. But, you know, you just worry about his putting and around the green. I just don't see him having his breakout major win here. Uh, Cam Smith is definitely sneaky. You you like guys that can putt. He can putt. He's good around the green. Um, and, but then you have Jordan Spieth. He's one of my favorite plays in this entire range. Um, coming off a first and a second, he is going for the career slam, Jordan Spieth. If he wins this, he'll have all four majors coming in in the right form, teeing the ball up great. Um, he's one of the best scramblers in golf and one of the best sand trap players um, in golf as well. And I just like what I'm seeing out of him. He kind of like grew up playing this course a few times. He admitted it's longer and some things have changed, but he knows his course. And that form, I like what I see out of Jordan Spieth. Um, I could see him winning this tournament. And my value play uh, in the 9K range by far to me, and I, I let Wildman talk about DJ because I like that play too, but mine is clearly Patrick Cantlay. Um, this yeah, dude that's, is. That's a crazy yeah. price for him also. Yeah. I mean, he's number four in the world, first of all. Yeah. Um, coming off eight Easiest gaining... major to win. Easiest <laughs> major to win. This, this could easily be him here. 
Yeah, he's great at bogey avoidance. Look, he doesn't have many double bogeys. He's just like straight off the tee, makes the, makes the long putts, great at putting. So Patrick Cantley, 9,100. I saw him right away, and I haven't gotten off him. I love this guy this week, and I think he will contend, and his value for DraftKings purposes is perfect. Cantlay is growing the playoff beard right now, Wildman, too. I don't know if you saw that. Dustin Johnson, though, I mean, is he still on the honeymoon? Him and Paulina had a big ceremony a couple weeks ago. He's got to be ready for this one, though. Huh? Might yeah. be a little tired after these last couple of weeks, though, I'm sure. You know, look, distance and accuracy off the tee. There's one guy that I would put in the class of Rory McIlroy, and it is our boy DJ. You're going to need it out here. He's proved he can play in the wind, expecting 15 to 20 miles per hour in wind. 9,500 is criminal. Name the player. John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Morikawa, even McIlroy, Spieth, any of these guys. Guess who has more wins than all of them? DJ. He's now a two-time major winner. He's collecting some of his own career slam as well. I do believe, and we said it on the podcast live, that you know we know this guy, man. We've got good reads on DJ. He was leading up to that wedding. He was worried about getting out with the boys. Him and AJ were going to go out, get loosened up, and they did. You know, look at Gretzky for crying out loud on the uh, intermission report. He could barely talk. He probably got a little sideways with him. Uh, Gretzky's still recovering as a 60-year-old guy, right, after a night of partying with these two. So, uh, no, I, I, I love DJ. I, I, I don't see how I don't start DJ uh, Rory just based on, you know, the chicken and the egg argument, right? You're going to have to be long and in the fairway to have opportunities to win. And I expect that out of those two guys. Now, one last thing. I said eight to 10 footers are going to matter, right? The question is who would you want over an eight to 10 footer for par on the 71st hole of a major needing to make? The answer is Patrick Cantlay. I mean, just stone cold with the butter, man. 9,100. What a great delivery there. I mean, you really had me going there. I couldn't wait to hear who, who you were going to say. <laughs> That's the answer. I mean, stone cold with a putter. Uh, and, and, I mean, look, guys, what they're not going to show you when you're looking at all this stuff is that he lost in a playoff at the Phoenix Open to Scotty Scheffler. He lost in a playoff at the Heritage a couple of weeks ago to Jordan. And he won the event with Xander a couple weeks ago. Those aren't in the data points here. So he's a couple, you know, he's, he got a fried egg against Spieth there in the bunker, costing the tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I don't re really recall the, the playoff against Scheffler, but, I mean, those are your two losses in playoffs and a win with Xander. Um, you know, 9,100. <laughs> the on, FedEx man. champion as yeah. well, number four in the world. We know that um, <laughs> DJ has cleaned his act up a little bit, but do you think he used any cocaine over these last two weeks, Wildman? Yes. <laughs> do you think Wayne Gretzky also was using? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. These guys are the boys, you know? Real quick, nothing about Kepka, 9,000. It would just, like, kind of dig everybody in the side and twist the knife if Kapka came out of nowhere to win this thing. Any any love for him, Bones DK at all? Any chance for Brooksy? You know, I, I agree he's probably getting overlooked. I'm just not on Brooksy um, right now. I, I would much rather pay up for a hot Xander that really is turning it around. He showed signs of it in the, in the uh, match play with Cantlay, and then he turned around and, and just came in just with like 24 birdies and 40 holes or something. Um, you know, he hasn't been doing great at, at majors, but 
I, I, I like Xander this week. I'm telling you, man. He, he, he's great around the green and out of the trap as well and a solid player, and, and he can really putt. So Xander's being overlooked. In the projected ownership, uh, the lowest four guys right now are Hovland, Cam Smith, Xander, and DJ. And not in that order, but those are the four that aren't getting the most love, which makes me like DJ more and back um, Wildman and wants me to play Xander. I mean, people counted him out. They thought he, they think he missed the cut last week. If you stopped watching, he was plus three through two on on, on Friday, and then, I mean I was getting literally texts like Xander sucks, Xander sucks, and then he finishes fifth. And what do you do with him now? You play him in a major, uh, gold medalist, Olympic champion. Yeah, Xander Shoffley. Uh, it, the two biggest tournaments of the year this year, though, Masters and and the players. I mean that's concerning. Look, I, I, I'll argue that because the players, you know, we know what happened with the draw. That's there. true. Terrible weather. Uh, and the Masters, guys, if you watch the event and you know Shoffley, um, you just knew something was a little off with him. So much so that he didn't even have his uh, his fade cut in his hair. Like, I think he was dealing with maybe a stomach bug or something, and that didn't come out, and he just wasn't feeling well. Maybe he had something going on at home that, that just sort of kept him out of it mentally. Um, so watch. I'll bet you he's got a high and tight haircut on Thursday. Ooh, and if he does, hey, I'm telling you, that's go. That prop bet. Prop bet. Yeah. Go. Can we get the haircut prop bet going? McNeil, where's pot odds out there? Get it <laughs> on the books, buddy. Get it on the books. All right, $8,000 tier. Looks like there's a lot of value here, Bones, as I peruse this. Uh, Big Z, who you love, at 8-9. Burns at 8-8. Eight, eight. Lowry at 8-7. Berger, I think, is interesting. Value play maybe at 8-6. M at 8-4. Or no, M is out now. Excuse me. So uh, scratch that. Deschambeau, 8-3. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. 8-2. I'm playing him at that price. Are you kidding me? Guy can't, that guy didn't touch a club. Damn near had his leg amputated. <laughs> you know, beat 65 of the best players in the world to make the cut at the Masters. I'll take Tiger Woods at 8-2. Hatton, who we love on this podcast, 8-1. That seems like a really good value bet. Usti, and eh, not a huge fan of this week at 8 Connors, who I love, Canadian boy, a eight thousand. But you got buzz you got. Yeah, so this is an interesting range. You know, I love the nine k range and usually hate the eight k range. I'm kind of leaning that way as well. Um, you know, I know Zalatoris is awesome. He can't putt. I'm not betting him on this this kind of course. I, you need to be decent at putting on this. Plain and simple. I love Shane Lowry, uh, eighty seven hundred. This literally is the perfect course for him. He is hungry, trying to win a third at the Masters, a second at the Honda where the weather was kind of crappy and a little windy, and coming off a third of the RBC where he kind of choked it away. So I'm seeing Shane Lowry rebound here. He is hungry as hell. $8,700 is the is a steal, in my opinion, uh, up there with Cantlay. Not not even joking. I, I love Shane Please keep that Shane graphic Lowry. up for just one second. Yeah. Yeah. Look at That's that. three top fives in his last five starts that's five top 15s in his last five starts it's actually three top threes in his last five starts Eight thousand seven hundred bones is this is this the bones dk value play of the week right yeah you know i, I like to get a like maybe a little cheaper guy for the value play of the week but yes i mean there's no doubt about it him, him or Cantley uh for the for the uh more expensive guys no doubt about it um i will say Lowry over Cantlay is the value there, saving 400 bucks. I mean, look at those finishes. You can't deny that. That's the best finish, probably best five finishes out of anybody in this field. 
Uh, wow, man, who you got in this tier? The only knock on Lowry would be that he hasn't won anything worldwide since that Open Championship, but that also proves uh, my point on Lowry to back him, right? He wanted a course where there's undulations and it's difficult and it can get windy. He's done it at every type of major, guys. He's He's got a top five at Augusta. Uh, he had a top five at Oakmont when DJ won it in the U.S. Open uh, and obviously won the Open Championship. So uh, no argument against Lowry there. He, the, the other guy I'm looking at, though, is Neiman. And there were only two guys in the top 75 last week that shot over par on Sunday. The other one was DJ, but don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> but Neiman was one of those two guys. Shot over par on Sunday. Now, uh, that is alarming because that course was very, very gettable. Um, but, man, can he mash it off the tee. And, uh, you know, really, really, really elite ball striker. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him come in at a low ownership uh, based on a perceived collapse last week and uh, and, and where he's priced. Um, Tiger Woods, by the way. I'll he's take him at 82, man. I mean, his ownership's going to be through the roof. A lot of casual players. I don't, are- I don't think he's going to be through the roof, actually. I'm serious. No, no one wants to play him. Well, look, he won this event in 07, the last time the professional event on the tour was played at Southern Hills. So that has the course um, record as well here. But, like, that, what he <laughs> did at Augusta was one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. You know, to, to, to come out and not play after that accident, like surgeries and everything he's been through, and, and at the age that he is, to come out and make the cut and really contend to, you know, contend for the top ten essentially was was uh, really something special, man. I mean, that was that was pretty special, but I don't expect much from him this week. Yeah, I, guy holds the course record. I mean, you you shouldn't be surprised at anything, anything that happens with Tiger Woods when there's a golf club in his hand. Anything. Eighty-two hundred. Uh, you can take a gamble on him for sure. Here, you know, a couple. You know, couple this is don't forget, like he's getting into like the Ben Hogan stage of his career, where he's just like, look, I'm just gonna play the events that are that matter to me and the ones that are going to pay me an exorbitant amount of money to be there way more than anybody else. And, you know, Hogan still won those tournaments, dude, because he was fresh and he wanted to play in these things. So also, you would, you know, I don't think, I don't know guys. I just don't know if Tiger Woods is done winning majors. And I, I wouldn't, I would have felt the other way after the masters, but after watching him play at the masters. And again, if you just, like Shoffley, right, Bones? You're high on Shoffley this week. Shoffley comes out and can't make the cut. Wildman has some conspiracy theory that he didn't cut his hair that week, so he, he couldn't make the cut. But, you know, Woods came out, had damn near had his leg amputated, wasn't even sure he was going to be able to get around the course, and he beat half of the field, right? Again, I just wouldn't be surprised if anything Tiger Woods does with the golf club. And if you've watched Tom Brady... If you've watched Michael Jordan, if you've watched the greatest of the greats, you look like a sucker and an idiot when you bet against him. And and that's part of the reason people hate him so much, because you look foolish by betting against guys like that. Tiger Woods, I hope it's his week because I love him. Um, I mean, to your point, again, Edge, I'm just the host, guys. I'm just the host. I'm not the analyst here. Keep that in mind. To, to your point, honestly, I mean, you would expect him to win maybe a more difficult major, right? You don't expect him to go win Birdie Fest anymore. So if he can just hit it out there and get up at the green and make some long putts, 
and shoot under par, this actually could be the tournament he does it because there's going to be a lot of bogeys out there and a lot of people trying to hit it way too hard. And when you try to do that and sling it, you'll see on the court preview, there's a ton of water and a ton of sand you're actually to get out of. So, oh, by the way, I, I do think somebody told me also, he's got the freaking course record out here. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the guy knows how to play from the tips at this specific course. Um, I forgot to mention our boy, Max Homa. Got to give him a big shout. We love Max on this podcast. I don't know how I overlooked him. He's the, uh, the new Elijah Craig bourbon guy. Also, congratulations, Max. He's at 8,100 this week. Um, $7,000 tier, a lot of names here, Bones. I don't want to go over all of them. I'll let you have at it. Who do you like freestyling here in the $7,000 tier? Well, I'll back you up there with Max Homa real quick at 8,100. Um, I love Max Homa this week. Look at these stats. His approach is there. Um, does well putting. is good off the tee. 8,100. I like Max to, um, you know, not necessarily win, but a top 20 out of $8,100 guy is all you need. And I think he can easily do that as you see he's churning out top 10s and top 15s uh, and coming up to win. So yeah, give me some Max Homa with that power. And then you go down to my true value play of the week. I tweeted it earlier in the week and I haven't backed off of it. Uh, coming up number one in multiple models of ours and it is Matt Fitzpatrick. I'm going to load him up this week, 7,900. I like him when it, the wind might come into play. I like him at tough courses. I love his bogey avoidance. Coming off a fifth, a 14th of the Masters, missed the cut of the RBC Heritage, and a second at Wells Fargo. And you scroll down, he has a bunch more top 12s, six, tens. I love Fitzpatrick, 7,900 is criminal. And uh, load him up at that price because it's stupid. Uh, we've heard criminal now twice on this podcast. Um <laughs> Wild man, give me your pick, and hopefully they aren't criminal. I'm going to give you three guys that I that I uh, think are very similar players: Corey Connors, Keegan Bradley, Jason Kokrak. All solid tee to green players, all good ball strikers, but the knock on them has always been their putter. Um, I'm going to pass on Connors. I think his results are being inflated by the public perception that he's always in it. He only has one top ten. Uh, and that wasn't the Masters, granted, but that's his only top 10 in a long, long time. So um, I'm going to go down and, and get the savings there based on the similar win equity. And and we got a bite from B. Kobe that Keegan Bradley is working on a new putting stroke with a czar of putting, if you will. Well, maybe that's all he needs, man. Look at these results. Have you Seth seen Keegan oh, Bradley address a putt? And watch him putt. It can't be worse than Billy Horschel. I, I, it's I, not, but it's close. <laughs> Keegan like stops halfway there and like hey, in between his legs and listen, like I mean it's just weird. There's like science. Say yourself, how in the hell could anyone make a putt after all of that going through your mind? Look at the results, guys. Since the Arnold Palmer, I mean we're talking. Four essentially four top tens, four top elevens. If you want to get technical with yeah, it, yeah. Uh, did miss a cut back there, but uh, man, I you know we we said it before. I'll say it again. This is the most competitive guy on the PGA Tour. The most competitive guy. There is nobody that wants it. He wants to win as much as I want my hair to grow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keegan, and then and then lastly, I'll just make it quick. You know, Kokrak is uh, sneakily playing pretty well too, and he's just a, an unlikable guy, but. Uh, talented is he gonna go to the saudi league he like straight up came out and was like hey f the pga tour i want to make money so i can uh retire at 44 
Uh, oh, but oh, let me play in the PGA Championship here, the major. Sorry, guys, uh, the tour sucks, and I want to leave for Saudi for the Saudis. But let me play in the biggest tournament of the year. This guy sucks. This guy's like attitude and his whole being about him is just shit. And I hope this guy loses this week and finishes dead last <laughs> in the whole tournament. I heard I heard that about him before even the Saudi stuff that he was like the cockiest guy on the PGA Tour, like before he had ever won anything. And just walked around like he owned it, you know, would, would brush shoulders with, with the greats of the game. Like, you know, eh, you think I care about you? Which, you know, we kind of like a little swag, but uh, certainly not that kind of like bravado. That, that I want to ask you about this guy here real quick. I'll stop talking about this guy. Who cares about this guy? Um, <laughs> I like him in DraftKings. <laughs> Adam Scott, you've got a poster of him right to the right of you. You talk about him every week. You don't like him this week? There it is. My poster. <laughs> You don't like him this week? Hey, look, we said Tiger won this in 07. Guess who finished 12th in 07 here? He's that old. Adam Scott. Jeez, uh, man, I don't know. I, again, I, part of me says it sets up well for him because he's an elite ball striker. But it, 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 Look at those finishes, the last four starts, though. I mean, he's made the cut. He's yeah. finishing at the very bottom of the barrel when he makes the cut, though. Well, we thought we said before, you know, with that medieval weapon that he carries around as his putter, uh, boy, I would hate to need a 10 footer from him. What about your boy, Bones DK? Got a comment on this guy, 7,400. Gooch. Any chance this week? Man, what, what a story it would be with a rebound week out of Gooch, right? I mean, everyone was on him last week. I wasn't the only dipshit on him. And I got Gooch, as a lot of people said. Um, but listen, he grew up 90 minutes away from this course. He's from Oklahoma. You know, I could see it, but, um, look at the, do look at this double bogeys out of Gooch. Two, two, four, two, zero on a missed cut. Um, I am not going back to Gooch this week and that's why you probably should fire him up. But, uh, 7,400, I'm not going to Gooch. I'd rather play Billy Horschel there. No doubt about it. Uh, Billy Horschel there at 7,400. Our Seamus Power, yeah. Brian Harmon, and Ricky Fowler, all the same price this week. 7000 bucks. Are those not value picks? We love them on this podcast. But who's Bazudenhoots down there at seven grand also? And two of the biggest European losers you'll find, Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood, are also <laughs> at $7,000. Yeah, I, I yeah. like both of them, man. I, I like Power and I like McNeely. I mean, the, those McNeely hit, crushes the ball. And makes it, you know, I like him with long irons. I could see him, a lot of people are kind of forgetting about McNeely this week at $7,100. I mean, seriously, I like McNeely. I meant to I meant to mention Maverick there also. McNeely at 7-1. We love him on the podcast. Uh, Bones DK, any, or I mean, uh, TW Man, any, anybody on that $7,000 mark exactly that I just mentioned that you like? Nine of the last 10 winners of the PGA Championship have averaged 295 yards off the tee. If they don't average 295 plus, scratch them out. Uh, that's how you might lose some guys down here. I do like Norin. You know, did you guys know he was once eighth in the world? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's also down there at that seventh. I love Norin this week, man. I Conveniently love enough, week. I, I just want to go on the record here. Poulter, Westwood, Kokrak, all guys that are going to go play in that LIV tournament, if I'm not mistaken, in, in London in June. 
because they're sick of the PGA Tour, but are playing in one of the four majors on the PGA Tour. It's pathetic. If you hate them that much, you know, make your nest and go with them, dude. You know, you, you shouldn't be able to have it both ways, right? Yeah, I, mean, I kind of agree. I, I, I you know, let, consider who you're talking about here, right? Alter right, and West. Right. Whipping boys, whipping boys on the PGA Tour. I mean, would you, you know? would you even, would you even know if they disappeared into thin air? You wouldn't. You absolutely yeah. wouldn't. If Westwood's caddy, his wife, wasn't half decent looking, a, a television camera would never view Lee Westwood again on a PGA golf tour. There, there's just nothing like unique about him at all. He's just so, you know, average relative to to a PGA tour golfer. Yeah, you know, and one of the biggest choke that's... artists in history. And if Poulter didn't have the little social media thing going and his little like plaid pants, you know, and his and his colorful shoes, again. If we're basing it just strictly on golf, the PGA Tour cameras would never, ever show that guy on television because he's just plain average is what he is when it comes down to the PGA Tour. And that's what you're going to get with the LIV. Just plain mediocrity relative to the elite players in the world. Goons that are chasing money. That's what you're going to get. It is. That's all it is. It's, yeah. it's a valid the common point. denominator is that they're all losers. That's <laughs> it. They're average. That's the exact right. thing, Steve. Average on tour, which is why they need to dis... It's like guys that... Speaking of Keegan Bradley, it's like the guys that leave Howard Stern, right? They all think they're like going to go like do something huge. And what do they end up doing? They end up hosting a podcast in their freaking apartment for 50,000 people. You know what I mean? But it makes them feel good about themselves. It makes them validate themselves. But the best they've ever done was when they were their stern. And that's the way it's going to be with the Westwoods of the world and the Poulters of the world and the Co-Cracks of the world. They're, they're average guys on tour, unfortunately. I like that take. I like that But they're take. throwing money at them, throwing a ton of money at them. And, hey, they are doing it for a living. I actually will give Westwood at least credit for coming out and saying, in essence, again, I'm making an inference here, hey, I'm a total scumbag. I'm going to go after the money because I'm a total scumbag and I do this for a living. And I don't care what, what the Saudis have done to people. No, I mean, look, it's... it's O'Crack like, has said the same thing. Let's own him also. Let's give him some credit. He's been honest about it. I'm a scumbag that wants to chase the money. He, I don't care about what's happened in politics. It's Polter's just a lunatic. Polter's just a... Polter's just a... A poor man's, by, like... A poor man's Chi-Chi Rodriguez is what Polter is, you know? It's led by Greg Norman... You know, Sergio has been linked to it now. And when you're when your uh, losses and your failures and your collapses are more prevalent on your resume than your achievements, you go to the Saudi League. So you right. do. That's exactly right. When you've been a whipping boy to the elite golfers on tour and you haven't got the attention that your ego desires, you go to the Saudis. Hey, Edge. And you hit your wagon to the biggest loser in the history of golf, which is Greg Norman. Hey, are you uh, ready for my flyer of the week? Yeah, let's hear it. It's Greg Norman, isn't it? He's coming out of retirement. <laughs> it is. It is. It's Greg Norman. A uh, couple guys I like off the tee down here, though. Stuart Sink, Brendan Steele, Mackenzie Hughes. They're all sub-seven that I like off the tee. The flyer of the week is a 13-time worldwide winner who is dicing up the European Tour right now. And is an electrifying player off the tee. He's 6,300. He's a New Zealander. Ryan Fox. Got some top 20s in majors. 
You probably never heard of him, uh, but he competed in, in the Olympics, uh, and is uh, like I said, he's tearing it up overseas. A guy that uh, might be able to put something together off the tee and just get out there long enough to make the cut. Play at your own risk. The wild man flyer of the week, Ryan Foxy Lady at 6,300. Any final thoughts, Bones, do you can the PGA Championship this week in Tulsa, Oklahoma? No, I pretty much covered everyone I uh, wanted. I was going to say Bobby Mack down there, 6,900. I'm looking at him strong. I like him. Uh, eight for eight made cuts in majors in uh, really good form. So 6,900, I like him with Norm. But uh, other than that, you know, let's, let's go, guys. You know, PGA Championship week. Let's do it. Eight for eight cuts in majors. That's a pretty good statistic to know right there. That's a good trend. Wild man, anything you want to add? Who is that? Who's eight for eight? Uh, McIntyre. Bobby. Robbie. Bobby That's Mack. Incorrect. That's impressive. Let me look here. That is. In fact, uh, I'm going to challenge it. I don't. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, he's 23rd of the Masters uh, this year. Yeah, he made the cut. So he's one for one in his last one major, making the cut. We know that much. <laughs> I can. Uh, you know, where is he? I can go over to Fantasy National real quick. Any final thoughts, Wild Man? Before we sign off, man. No, I think I, you know, again, like, this is a, the top 70 in the ties make it here, not top 65. The field is large, but you got 20 amateurs. You got a bunch of guys that have qualified under, on sub tours. Um, you have some PGA Tour pros of America that are in it. So the field is really only like probably 120 guys that can truly have a chance to compete for the win. So just remember that six for six is going to be imperative as it is always we uh, as it is uh, every week. But, um, you know, just try to stack it in there with six guys you think can raise a major championship trophy. Boomer sooner, boys. The PGA Championship, Tulsa, Oklahoma, this weekend for TW Man 66. For Bones DK Golf, my name is Edge. Follow me at Golf Guy WV, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. And good luck this weekend with the second major of the year.